This episode of the Mike on Much podcast is in partnership with Jameson. Good things come in threes. Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. I'm here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We are here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Christian Cunningham. And, of course, as per usual on the dials, we have intern Erica Guys, we're doing the rare morning record. This hasn't happened in a while since Max moved back to Hamilton. It is 9 a.m. on a uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's everybody feeling? Everyone feeling awake? Max, actually, why are we here so early in Toronto today? You usually, you've pushed things back since you moved I don't know why, to be honest. It must have been based on a conversation with Ashley that we made this decision. And well, I don't don't you that. have some big air miles show today? Yeah, yeah we, have, we have, our Kels have an event in the evening. Yeah. So maybe, and then we have shows the next few days. So maybe, but we already did a podcast this week, didn't we? Did you get on a bus this morning, though? No, no, no. I uh, well, I got on a bus last night because I was not going to do the commute this morning. And Lauren uh, was working at six a.m. and she had to go to bed last night at like nine p.m. because she has her shift. Uh-huh. So if she, so she is like if going to bed at nine p.m. I'm like, you know, what, I'll just get on a later bus and then sleep at in, at Dan's place in your building. Ah, uh, see, this is what I was getting at. Yeah. I was like, there's no way you're going to come in in the morning. So I assumed you had something last night. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just had a very leisurely night. I went to a movie actually last night with with Matt Frookman. What did you see? Um, shit, I don't even know what it's called. Okay, what was it about? Uh, <laughs> it, it was a Spanish film with subtitles. Antonio Banderas is in it. Okay, uh, oh. there's it's a, by an acclaimed Spanish director. Uh, Penelope Cruz is in it. Uh, shit, man, <laughs> was, was it good? I kind of enjoyed it. Nice. Kind of, that's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, it had like ninety nine percent of run to me. It's called like Pain and Glory or something, but it's all subtitles. But that's not the title, but something like that. Oh, I have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good, though. Um, no one's gonna see it. So, spoiler alert: if you plan on seeing the movie, I don't even know the title of. But there's uh, a little bit of heroin use in it. Okay. And heroin use, like any kind of drug use like that, always really just creeps me out. Not creeps me out, but just makes me both sad. And also, I just, like, don't even want to look at it. It's just, like, I have no stomach for any drug use in movies. Like, hard drug use. Sure. So, you're not a train spotting fan? Uh, I, I watched that movie eventually, like, about 20 years after it came out. Right. And, I, and there's enough other stuff in that movie that... But anything gets into really graphic detail when it comes to, like, heroin or needles or any of that stuff. What about just snorting a line? That seems more like a party so it doesn't uh, heroin me. equals depressing <laughs> cocaine equals fun yeah also I guess it depends on like what the soundtrack is when it's happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a good point <laughs> <laughs> you know someone's like doing coke but there's like it's a party and, every, yeah. and, and there's no real consequence and it's how like, much money they have in the movie too that's true yeah. <laughs> if they're rich and they're playing uh, Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones <laughs> yeah, it yeah. looks really fun pleased <laughs> to meet you <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, this looks awesome <laughs> but then an hour later it's always outside and it's cold out yeah then they're like playing like Dust in the Wind by Kansas yeah. and it's very sad and they've lost everything basically the plot of flight with Denzel Washington oh yeah that's sad yeah but yeah any of, that, any of the heroin stuff always makes me really sad well speaking of subtitles how are you with subtitles I don't mind subtitles actually so I think people assume that like oh Max can never get through a subtitle movie but I can get through a subtitle movie I can <laughs> read anyone assume that in this room <laughs> I feel like some people did okay I feel like I, I have um, a misconception about me that like my attention span is about you know the size of a little mouse or something like that you know like it's I I can't keep track. Yeah, of is anything. that a misconception? <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm like telling a story and it takes a little while to get to the point, uh-huh. you will look over my shoulder and around the room. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good barometer. Like I don't think you realize you're doing it, but you are a good mm. barometer for 
bad story. <laughs> he just looked away. Um, when I uh, it's subtitle story, I was uh, there was a movie called Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, if anyone remembers that, but I went on a date uh, with a girl to see. Uh, I decided to bring her to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'm like, oh, we'll go see a movie. This is like a you know this critically acclaimed film. It's a little bit you know uh, artsy because it's got subtitles. I'll seem you know I guess kind of important or impressive or that I got good taste in culture. Uh, so I bring her to this movie and we watch the movie and it's at the time I was like. I love this movie. It's so good. And we got her to the theater, and I was like, uh, I was like "So, so, what did you think of the movie?" And she was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. It was really, it was really cool." I'm like, what did you think about like that the, the the part in the plot where and I explained something in the plot, and she goes, "Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that." And I'm like, well, "What do you like? Do you not remember part of the plot?" Oh no, I know. She's illiterate. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> she goes, "I go, weren't you like, weren't you like following the plot?" She goes, "Ah, oh, about like five minutes in, I stopped reading the subtitles." <laughs> I, go, I go, "So what did you do for an hour and a half?" She goes, "I made up my own plot." <laughs> Was this Danica? <laughs> no. <laughs> this woman's name. <laughs> this is pre Danica. Uh, and and I was like, "You made up. You just made it up." And then I I asked her what what. She thought this, this in the girl film. sounds fascinating to me. Yeah. Who the oh. fuck does that? It's not a horrible strategy. Because <laughs> <laughs> What's the worry was the date with Shane? <laughs> it was with Shane and I first met, actually. Yeah. Because you almost need to watch the subtitle movies twice. Because if you're looking at the, the words, you're missing what's on the screen. Yeah, yeah. So if you watch it once, maybe uh, I, first time I would read the subtitles. And then the second time, just watch it without. Mm. Wow. Could be cool. Yeah. Or pay less attention to the subtitles. Sure, sure. I don't watch movies twice usually, though. So. Anyway, uh, did you end up getting jiggy with this person? or? Yeah. Uh, we dated for a bit, actually. Yeah. Did, did that uh, date end with a kiss? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Score. a long time ago. Crouching Tiger Hitting Dragon came out a long I think it was in high school, so it's like, yeah, it was a long time ago. You just out. Erica, where do you land on subtitle films? Um, very middle of the road. I actually saw Old Boy for the first time. The original? The, the Korean version, yeah. Mm. Very good movie. Mm. Crazy ass movie. Have you it's, seen it? Uh, that movie gets freaky deaky. Yeah, but you it, don't expect it. In all the bad it. ways. Right. Yeah, in yeah. all the bad ways. But it, it was a good movie. If anybody knows the plot to Old Boy, there's a terrible twist at the end. Mm. Max, are you intrigued? I don't know anything about this movie. All I know is that it's called Old Boy and it gets... It's a- twist well now you've what? ruined it for everybody yeah. Spoiler beep that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. you'll just beep that word for the before twist and then <laughs> yeah it's whack yeah they actually remade it to uh, an american version with josh brolin and ashley olsen Is wasn't that it spike name? lee yeah spike lee directed. yeah he read he read it a joint i guess that, yeah. spike, was, spike lee joint. uh yeah anyway we're we gonna say i feel like we cut you off uh well it's fucking not to be the guy that talks about the weather, but it's terrible outside right now. Well, it's chilly out there. It's brutal. And um, I had a couple of questions before we get to our topics. Well, first of all, after the podcast that we recorded the other day, I raced the bus. I had to talk to Ash for a minute and then raced the bus. And then the bus was canceled. Was your bus canceled too? It was, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know why. I guess because the weather was so bad. And then I had to wait for a train, which was another like 25 minutes. And then the train doesn't get you to Hamilton. It gets you to Aldershot. Then you have to take a bus, and Lauren was in Dundas, so I had to like get the band van and then drive to Dundas, and it ended up being like a three and a half hour commute. Oh, were you just fuming by the end? I was furious. I can imagine with you. Oh God, I was so fucking angry, and I told Lauren, I was like, I'm gonna need about a 15 minute uh, like decompress time when I get home. I'm just gonna go up to the room, turn off the lights, and not talk to anybody. And then I was like, Did you actually do that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I was, I was just like just so furious and uh, just thinking of all the injustice. I was like, who am I going to sue? <laughs> um, and it's also brutal today, but I was just wondering like what are um, 
I have two questions. Well, the first question is, what are like the best winter antidotes? This is just should be a help, self-help session right now for okay. every, everybody listening. What is the best way? Because right now it's the middle of early November and it feels like it's the middle of January. And obviously this will pass. I'll probably be okay in like a week or so. Well, Dan- Danica's uh, saying is there is no bad weather if you're dressed for it. That's bullshit. She's I, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Total lie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because if you're walking... dressed appropriately, you have the right boots, you have the warm enough coat, you have the hat, you, you'll be fine. Well, you know what? Maybe the antidote is thinking thinking more like Danica. Yeah. It's a mind over matter kind of thing. I mean, what I, other things do you guys do? Like, are you talking about to, like, brave the actual well, elements the or are you talking just to get over the blues? I'm thinking I, the winter blues. I drink oh. a lot more in the winter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I do weekday drinks all the time. And you think that genuinely helps? I know it helps in the short term, but <laughs> long term over the course of the winter, does that become a struggle? Because obviously drinking in the short term is a good time, but then right. you end up being hungover and Depends sad. Depends on what music is playing and how rich you are. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a real factor. I think reading, it's a good, mm. it's a good time to read and watching movies. It's mm. a good time to catch up on all that stuff because all the things you... You feel almost guilty for staying inside if it's really nice out. Oh, sure. So snuggling it up with a book or a movie. Yeah, it's more fun to watch a movie when it's very cold out. Uh-huh. That's true. Can I say that I've heard this a lot, and Danica sometimes will do that. Like, it's like it's so nice out. Why don't you want to go out to the park? Or like, I would go to a lot of matinees. Like, I wouldn't care. Like, if the the birds are out and the sun is shining, and it's like there's a, a movie playing at one, I would absolutely go into a theater during the day. I do not care. Oh, during the summer. I've never harbored guilt about staying in on a nice day, but I know a lot of people have that feeling. But I've always been like, no, I think I'll watch like. Two Lord of the Rings films, and mm. I, and I don't have a guilt about it. I only feel guilt when people try to guilt me. Well, isn't that life really just like you know what's projected on you? Sometimes overtakes what you actually would feel. It's a good example of it, yeah. where like people are constantly like, "Well, don't you want to get outside?" It's like, "No, I didn't." And but now that you're saying it, you're making me feel like I'm doing something wrong. And like for instance, it's like everyone's like, "You're an adult. You need to have a house and make it look nice and etc." And I'm like, "I will sleep on any fucking couch." At anybody's house, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine with me. You have- but I'm being guilted into this adult life, which is <laughs> bullshit. Well, for you, it's fine because you have the option to buy a house if you want. Sure. It's different if you don't have that option. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, but even mm-hmm. still, I feel like if I didn't have the option, I just. Mike's point is that he's a happy camper going in, and I think I'm a happy camper in whatever my situation is I think maybe I'm lying to myself but yeah but if you truly don't care you can't be guilted into it can you but, the, but no, I but think Mike's this is the whole is. point about social pressure is it's like you can't be guilted into it but it makes you second guess your thing you're like is there something wrong why aren't I out enjoying the sun like am I it's like it's like it's like that thing when you're a kid and it's like uh, eat everything on your plate there's kids starving in other places it's like you know people would like to be out enjoying the sun it's like yeah but I'm, I don't want tea what's left on my plate and I want to watch Indiana Jones I don't want to go outside <laughs> but but I now I'm questioning my thought process. Yeah. I just, in can- being a Canadian, I feel like we cherish our summers more. Mm. So when it's summertime, I really, and I was always out when I was a kid. I would be out from the second school is over till about midnight every night. I was never inside. Mm. But in the winter, I was inside the entire time just watching movies and stuff. So it was a great time to play catch up on movies. And in the summer, it was a great time to be active and to be hone bed. your basketball skills or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's I think that's a good suggestion. Is like sort of revel in inside life. What yeah. else? What else would we do? Would we do? A little vacation. I think if you can afford it, little little getaways. I mean, that's that's probably the answer. But again, that's that, a big if you can't. But again, you need the resources. It's yeah. tough to just say get away, go somewhere warm. Yeah. you know, it's like. Uh, but but I will say it does help. It though. is if you can afford it. Um, and even getting away like for three days, it doesn't need to be like a seven day to ten day trip or something like that. If you can find a 
cheap flight to like Florida. And by the way, uh, there's a lot of flights to Florida, and it's a short flight, same time zone. You can get down to Orlando in like two hours and 15 minutes. It's like faster to get to Orlando than it is to get to Regina. And if you're down there for a weekend, it's really really good i think can you see an alternate path where you became a travel agent as a career <laughs> was that convincing uh, i was i was ready to buy a ticket to orlando <laughs> i've never wanted to go to orlando what would be my alternate career career i don't know have you ever thought about it you've talked about this before like you I, would you think you'd do something in like civic service or try to become a politician oh yeah i mean i, I love politics but i just couldn't do it it's just like uh people are just too mean and uh, it's, it's, there's too much bureaucracy too. Things move really slowly. There's, there's too much process. You have to, unless you're Donald Trump, you kind of have to like. There's a lot of rules you kind of have to play by. And and I like to make my mid debate candidate Max Kerman decides he has to go lay in a dark room for 15 <laughs> minutes to decompress. Yeah, yeah, he needed a nap. Uh, yeah. What's that teacher that tells you what to do with your life? What's that one? Guidance called? counselor. Okay. You could be a good guidance counselor. Oh, that's actually. <laughs> well, Erica, why are you laughing so hard over there? That was funny. Why? I actually, I think Who's you're that right. teacher that tells you what to do with your life? Well, I thought I knew. How did you know that right away? Well, because I thought it was social worker, but I knew that wasn't right. Um, I knew it was something in that world. So we were talking about that kind of stuff. I think well, you're I right. knew it right away because I actually had a uh, antagonistic relationship with one of my guidance counselors from grade like grade eleven, grade twelve. But it's because she was my like uh, family studies teacher in grade nine and ten, and I think I was like I was like like a class clown. I was a little bit of a disruptor. Mm-hmm. So I think she'd made up her mind about me and my prospects mm-hmm. uh, for the future. So she did not like me. I'm not going to say her name. She's probably still kicking around Hamilton doing something. <laughs> but uh, you uh, sure showed her. Well, I had teachers that like really believed in me. I had like mm-hmm. a, an English teacher. I had like a social studies like. Teachers that like took me under their like wing. Like the one you saw on James Street the other day. Yes, I was telling you that, or that so my, story. The drama teacher who, yeah. was, you know, like teachers that really sort of like, Mike, you could do something special, you know, just stop. See, Shane, that's an example a of, a, of a story that's short enough for me to remember. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then this guidance counselor, she was like, uh, so all these teachers that believe me are like, you know, once you get out of this high school, like you're going to do something good and, you know, just believe in yourself, blah, blah, blah. All those like good things you want to hear from teachers. I had a few teachers that really sort of took me under the wing. Uh, her, like the guidance counselor, the one that's actually her job to tell me what to do with my life. When I was explaining what I wanted to do, I was like, you know, I think I might want to like do something in TV. Like we had a station in Hamilton called Cable 14. And I was like, maybe I'll like try and start there. And then maybe I'll like apply to some schools for redirection. She's like, yeah, I don't really see that working out for you. <laughs> She's like, uh, like maybe you just need to think about like, um, like, oh, and I said I wanted to go to school for television. She's like, she like honestly was like basically everything mm. I said. She acted like I, I was too pie in the sky and I need to be more realistic. That makes me so mad. And I, and I, I couldn't quite focus. Oh yeah, sh- yeah. Anyway, I didn't like it. If anything, it just made me want to like do more because I was mm. like, I'll maybe, maybe that was her plan. Reverse psychology. Mm. She's the, the greatest gu- guidance counselor ever. <laughs> she's listening to this pod right now, and she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> "You're welcome." <laughs> well, I think I'd actually be a good guidance counselor because I actually have a lot of uh, hope and optimism in people, and I usually think a lot of people are much smarter than me or more capable. Uh, oh, who's that? I don't know. I'm getting a lot of guys Shane's selling phone, me trips and stuff. Shane's phone just started ringing and it distracted Max. <laughs> What's <laughs> that? But we rarely have that happen. Like a call during a... Yeah, like our phones are out, but we don't... 
people usually don't call. No. The problem is I've been taking a lot of telemarketer calls lately. Oh, you've been doing that thing? It, it, I think it breeds more. Mm. <laughs> so what's been happening? I don't know if anyone listening to this pod has had this happening, but like there's this fake like robocall IRS scam, or yeah. not IRS, it's the Canadian Revenue Service, CRA, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it's called. And they're like, you have a, a problem with your social insurance number. There, This is a litigate. Li- we're gonna, litigation will start soon if you don't answer. So it's like they've been calling nonstop, like sometimes mm-hmm. five times a day. And it's the recording at first, but then you're supposed to like go to real person. So Shane's like, oh, yeah, 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 I got them. They don't call me anymore. And I was like, why would you do? And I love this story. Well, oh, I thought I was, I was, I, I do so many things with them, but I have two bits. I have one where they're like, they're like, uh, how many people live in your household? Like, oh, no one. <laughs> and they go, what do you, what do you mean? No one. It says here, because before I've told them that I have a kid and like, I actually told them the truth once to see what would happen. But I'm like, I live with my mom now. <laughs> so, so I do that bit. And then there's another one where they give you money. They're like, oh, we're a computer company and we're shutting down, but we realize we owe you money. I'm like, I need it now. I don't understand. <laughs> and then now they, they people must fuck with them a lot now because they used to have me on the line way longer. Yeah. But now they just hang up on me. And so, like, yeah. <laughs> so you cranked them. Yeah, like and this uh, J.R. Diggs was the the guy who kind of invented this in, mm. in my eyes, and he always would stay on with the um, telemarketers for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I just love that it's like you get the robocall, and then you have to press the button to get to the real person, and Shane is like, yeah, I got the time today, <laughs> yeah. and you'll yeah. fucking go for yeah. it. Well, if you're on the bus especially, it's like, <laughs> why not? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, you were in the middle of saying something when the phone yeah. rang. I just think I'd be a good guidance counselor because because I think that everybody has a, a purpose, and I'd yeah, really encourage them. And drama You're a good teacher. Listener. Drama teacher? Drama teachers are always the nicest teachers. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Erica just said you're a good listener as you ignored her. (laughs) Well, Shane was talking to me, to be fair. Thank Um, you, though. That's a nice compliment. You know what? I think you actually would be a good guidance counselor because I think even without the title or doing the job, you have been very sort of, I'm not going to use the word uh, meddling, I'm going to say helpful, Mm. in trying to place your friends in positions to succeed. Mm. Like, you'll be like, oh, you've got like this kind of skill set and you try to make it happen. Yeah, I think I do. And yeah. Like, I can think of, like, three examples where you've, like, absolutely sort of, like, positioned things so that they would work out for your friends because you think that they have a certain skill set. Yeah. This this podcast is an example. Yeah, it's true. And I'm I'm a good delegator, too, because I know I can't do anything personally in any, like, realm at all. But I know, oh, this person would be good at that or this person would be good at that. Yeah. And that's what guidance counselors do. Yeah. And then, then, but it really just comes back to serve me. Because everybody will just help me do what I want to do, mm-hmm. which is not work a real job. So here we are. Um, okay, but uh, back to the weather uh, thing for a second. <laughs> didn't, we, didn't we actually have a big uh, discussion about um, if we uh, like taste about buds? Yeah. About talking about the weather? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and did you notice Webby D was calling me out on Twitter? What? Oh, yeah, what? Talking about the commute. He's like, oh, yeah. No one talk about the commute because just be glad you have a job indoors. Ooh, yeah. our former uh, social media master, Webby D. Uh, beloved Webby D. Beloved. Well, maybe not by Because Shane, he acted no. like it was hack to talk about the commute. Mm. But he was talking about the weather in that tweet. Mm. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh. So it's like, well, how because he's he saying. Be- it's a it's a clever way of talking about the weather, but he's saying it's because so, it was so cold out that day. Mm. He was saying, "Don't talk about your commute because you're lucky to have, you have a, a job, job inside." Oh, yeah. he was referencing. I the felt weather. targeted. <laughs> yeah, we'll let him come on and speak for himself if he would like to. But I think talking about the commute is a great way to bond with fellow coworkers because mm-hmm. otherwise, I would have nothing to say to them. <laughs> weather and commute are my go tos, and I love talking about those two things. Yeah, the past I, I'm into it too. But yeah, also because I feel like it leads to—I think we've mm-hmm. talked about this—leads to other conversations. So it's mm-hmm. like 
I talked about how shitty the commute was home the other day and how I needed time to decompress mm-hmm. and that led to a bunch of other things. Yeah, you're like, I don't like it when it's cold out and heroin movies make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, wow, that was a weird turn. <laughs> well, too, it's like you were saying, Mike, about finishing all the, the food on your plate and then your parents are like, well, there's kids in Africa who would love that food. It's like, yes, there are more important issues, but that doesn't mean I can't have this other issue to talk about. Yeah, it's an, it's a, an addition to yeah. the point. It's not like a contradiction of it. Like my pizza came an hour late the other day, mm-hmm. and the pizza guy was like, you're lucky you have any food. Yeah. Right I'm like, no, I can still complain about this, too. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky I even came. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm getting this for free because I'm calling Domino's. Did, so did you tip? I tipped. I give him 20%, and then I called Domino's and got it for free. Mm. Um, Or credited for my next one for free. They're very good about that. My other question is, what is your favorite part of the day? (laughs) Like, like what is the part of the day... Uh, it doesn't have to be like a big moment or anything that you just like, oh, I just love this part. It's like, what's the equivalent of your heroin hit, I guess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's heavily themed. No, no, uh, okay. Fuck the heroin part. But like, what, what is your, because I have a. a what's your cocaine rush of the day? No, no, it doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be like that kind of thing. But just like, what's the, the part of the day where you just feel like most sort of like at ease and warm inside? Mm-hmm. What's ecstasy for me <laughs> <laughs> is the the two seconds when I walk in the house and I know like the work day's done. I've made it through the commute mm. and i've gotten through the door and i'm just home you're just so happy well it always feels like something really good is going to happen at home mm. and then often you're just disappointed two minutes later it's like oh I'm home it's kind of <laughs> boring <laughs> yeah. but it feels like it's good it always feels like it's going to be good when i walk through the door oh, good. that's great yeah. that, that's actually speaks to what a nice house like the idea of your house in your mind is, is a very safe Oh, I love place. my house. I'm obsessed. My wife and I are obsessed with our home. Like uh, I was saying the other day, we yeah. think we have a mansion. Uh-huh. We talk about it constantly. That's great. And we'll, uh, last night, we just played video games from the second I got home till past midnight. I, I, was, I went to bed at one last night, which wow. is very late for me. Just because you were playing video games. And the uh, Toe Jam and Earl uh, just came out with Extreme Mode, which is an impossible game mode to play. What's beautiful about video games now is they can the creators can update the games oh, after you've cool. bought it. And uh, we beat it somehow. Are you and Alex competitive with each other when it comes to uh, <laughs> like when you're playing video games? Well, I'm constantly bickering with her. I'm very aggressive mm. and like yelling at her. <laughs> but I think you can yell if it's a video game because it's such a yeah, innocuous yeah. It's thing. It's not a domestic dispute. But it was intense. <laughs> and then I ended up ironically dying before her. Oh. So I grabbed the controller from her and played as her character. But we beat the game. Extreme mode! <laughs> yeah. Push her off the couch. But we beat the game together. Uh, we actually. Po- <laughs> Why'd you do air quotes when you said together? <laughs> no, I'm just, you know. Talking with my hands, and uh, <laughs> but we actually play in bed with the projector, so it's all very comfortable and cozy. Mm. And Alex just cleaned our whole bedroom, so it looks very neat and oh, nice. But yeah, last night was a great night. Great night. Okay, Mike, what's your favorite time of the day? That's a great question. Um, there's probably two. Can I guess one of them? Hit me. Yeah, go for it. I feel like Mike enjoys his lunchtime. <laughs> mm, interesting. I never would have guessed that actually. But I, I, I don't even think you I could eat be lunch. wrong. Yeah, I do. Well, I don't eat breakfast, so lunch is the first time I eat during the day. Uh, okay. So it is very it's intermittent faster. I get it. I will say, <laughs> I will say that that wasn't going to be on the list. But Shane, that was very observational of you. I feel like well, uh, what I like about just I've, I've noticed too because uh, back in the day when we had a lot of employees, 
everyone would want to go out for lunch all the time. And unless it was somebody you didn't see very often, like Julian or something, or if Myers had left to go to a new, you, you typically wouldn't want to go waste your lunch hour not being at your desk reading articles or sports thing mm. with freedom. Because if, if the boss walks by and see you got a sub there and chips and a drink, it's like, oh, this is Mikey's free time. Oh, yeah. And you can watch YouTube, whatever, in peace. Yeah. Yeah, without shame. So I do I do love, like Shane said, you throw the food down, you catch up on the news of the day. It just, it's just good. Not my favorite time, though, just because I, I feel like it's like they, you are still at work. You know what I mean? Yes. And if we all won the lottery tomorrow, what would I be doing with that hour from noon to one? Not that, probably. But also, that, that kind of speaks to, I was going to say, the two sort of favorite times of the day are when I first walk in, to Shane's point, um, Winona is usually sitting in her little, like, sh- like Danica's feeding her. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I come in at, like, whatever, 536, the baby's, like, there, and she, like, turns immediately and sees me come through the door. Nice feeling. And she gets mm-hmm. so excited. Like, she Aww. starts smiling and, like, hitting the the little, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. the high chair thing. And it's like, I come up and I give her a hug and a kiss. That feeling is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my favorite part of the day. But then... Can I give you a real answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After Winona, the minute Winona goes to bed. And then, we, and then me and Danica both just sit for 10 minutes and don't say anything. We catch up on our phones. We kind of just like have a moment. And then uh, and then we're into our evening. And it's like, mm. ah, like the work for tonight is done. Mm. And it means that you kind of have a couple hours. Mm. And then you got, got to go to bed. But so like that's a, that's, a, that's a nice moment. What's your favorite part of the day? My favorite part of the day, I think, is like when I first wake up. I love... Um, I'm really big into easing my way into the day, uh, and and yep. and I was actually talking about you to Lauren. I was like, I don't know how Shane just has to get up so fucking. Early. And many mm-hmm. people have to do this, obviously, but the, but I get to have this life where I most days I get to wake up and sort of like at exactly my own pace. I don't lollygag, like I don't like just you know hang out in bed for an extra forty five minutes. So like once I'm up, I'm kind of up, but I like to like go down, get a coffee. Um, it's usually by myself. I don't like talking too much to Lauren. Lauren sometimes wants to start chatting my ear off. I'm like, this is max time right now. <laughs> Lights off, Lauren. Lights, Lights off. off. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But um, I, I really love like going on Twitter. You, you get that like that rush, the serotonin. Is that the uh, serotonin? Is yeah, that the yeah that's a good um, And uh, you were catching up on like whatever was on the internet and the coffee starts to hit you. And there's like this like 20 to 30 minute window where it's just I'm not in a rush I'm not so alert that I feel like I have to do stuff because I feel like once the coffee has fully hit me, I feel like I get into busybody mode where I'm like, okay, let's go, which I also enjoy too. And I want to start talking to people and getting shit done. But there's this moment where I'm just a little calmer and I have nothing to do. I have no one to talk to. And it's just like a very sort of like peaceful, exciting sort of personal like 15 to 20 minutes. Before I had a kid, I loved laying. I wouldn't get out of bed for like a good like thirty minutes. You, know, you, you wake up, your, yeah. grab my phone, and honestly, I would watch like the last five minutes of every game from around the league on NBA League Pass. Yeah, and I just do that, and I would just Isn't like that nice. Oh, it was the best. But like, I, I gave that up when I decided to make a baby. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. You're a morning person. Kind of, in a weird way. I'm a I was listening person. to Jeff Bezos talk about his morning, mm. and he was very similar to your oh, routine. See, we have a long he time. never has a meeting before <laughs> ten. He has a rule. Mm. He likes. To, he calls it puttering. Mm. He likes to just putter around in the morning. He's like, you know, I make my coffee very slowly. Have the coffee. Make make eggs. I'll feed my kids. Mm. I'll just wander around. I'll look at news stories. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. I obviously, if you have a small child, you have to get rain in the day or any age child for that matter. But um, 
but yeah, but having that time to to not like jump right into the day because because obviously there are times where I have to kind of go, all right, let's fucking go. You wake up and you're like on it, mm-hmm. and that's just is so jarring to me. I, I've become so soft, by the way. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you know, you you work hard mm. so you can be soft. Oh yeah, Erica, which favorite time of the day? I like any part of the day that revolves around coffee. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I love. I just love the act of getting a coffee, drinking a coffee. Two p.m. If I'm at work, if I'm at the office, Greg and I often go for a coffee. Yeah, that is good. Two, 2 Do you 30. get Tim Hortons with Greg? Uh, no, Starbucks. Okay. Yeah, I thought Greg was a cheapo and got Tim Hortons. Um, like we don't discriminate really. Mm-hmm. We, Greg goes to save the over. money at Tim Hortons, and then you go next door to the Starbucks. No, there's no? also a, uh, like there's lots of bougie coffee places mm. around. You can spend a lot of money on coffee in Toronto. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I do. And <laughs> <laughs> do you? Is there? Um, I find that I'm I become more and more aware of my coffee habits, where I I know which coffee will stop working for me. Because like the the first like two definitely work three mostly yeah. does but anything beyond two and a half usually it's just like the well, it fucks with your adrenaline and makes you cranky after that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so then I go okay do I really need this last coffee is there something else I can do yeah definitely I'm like I should probably have some water mm-hmm. do you know what the best thing to do is if you love coffee what abstain for two days mm. and then go back and now I used to get a, a grande every day yeah but now I started with a short. Because I went two days without. Mm. Then once you have that short, it works like quadruple. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, speaking of like heroin addicts, this is what we're beginning to sound like. <laughs> oh, caffeine is undeniably a drug. Yeah. yeah. I try to also Very like mix one. in, if I'm doing like more than two, I, I try to do a decaf like mm. in the afternoon sometimes. Oh, decaf. Yeah. I've never really done Do, that. Because I just like yeah. the act of it. Like yeah. I just like drinking coffee and like tasting it. My brain's too smart, though. It always it knows it's just bullshit if it's not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind what of would like... be good is if it was placebo and just they gave me a decaf accidentally, or if somehow mm-hmm. I, they could and work it out, know. and I didn't know because then I would get tricked into that. That'd be funny if uh, or interesting if Starbucks opened up a placebo store where people didn't know if they're getting caffeine or not caffeine. In yeah. yeah, like every third cup is not caffeine. Yeah, yeah. And, and people could sign up for the study knowing that they're like, I don't know exactly what I'm getting. And see That's if, very cool. I would do that and mm-hmm. see if people actually if it's more of the act because I get stoked just thinking about coffee and then I get mm-hmm. more energized and even before the caffeine hits me. Especially that first one, that first sip. Mm-hmm. In the morning, it's like I'm not a uh, I'm not a coffee man. Do not drink coffee. Yeah, uh, but I did have a coffee this weekend. You did? I did. Oh, you were on a coffee tour. I was on a coffee crawl. So mm-hmm. as part of uh, Danica's family, did this thing where for like their Christmas gift or whatever last year, you had to set up a unique experience. Instead of giving someone like a book or a present, <laughs> they they were like, let's do something mm-hmm. like unique for the That's family good. that we can all do. So all every, all the sisters had to come up with something that was experiential so like over the course of the last year we've done something experiential so Danica's was I want to do a coffee crawl through Hamilton we'll go up James Street North what a wholesome idea yeah Yeah, it was a good idea so it was really fun so but I was in charge of uh She's like, we need to do something entertaining. So we're going to do three coffee shops. The rules where you have to try something that you've never tried before. Mm. Uh, you can't do the same thing twice. And one of them has to be not caffeinated so that you're not loading up on three drinks. And mm. so we went to three different uh, places in Hamilton. And But she's like, we need some entertainment for like the walk. She's like, I want to do some sort of trivia. So I, my job was to literally like find good coffee trivia. So I found uh, like... That's fun. I mm-hmm. found nine uh, coffee, like multiple choice, like trivia facts sort of deal. Mm. And so at each spot, you asked three questions. And then we tallied the score. Whoever got them and at the end, there was two prizes for the top two things. Then we had the uh, the tiebreaker at the end, and the tiebreaker question was: How many, uh, as of a 2018 survey, how many Tim Hortons are there in Canada? 
Tim Hortons stores. This was the tiebreaker. So you just have to get closest? It, it, so three, it was a three-way tie at the end. And so we, we were like, I didn't give a multiple choice. I was just like, whoever gets the closest, okay. like blind stab in the dark, won the, uh, won the, oh, the top two prizes. That's a great question. 5,000. Seven. 7,000. Oh, God. Um, this is one of these kind of questions where if you're like an MBA student, you might get asked this at an interview where they're, they're like, how many traffic lights are there in the city of Toronto? And then you have to – but you basically have to kind of walk through your logic as to how you find the answer. Uh, so, yeah. it's, so, it's, so it's not necessarily about finding the right answer, but you go, okay, I can guess there's, you know – 400 major streets mm-hmm. and blah 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 and then, and then that's and so they they want to evaluate your decision making skills or how you come to certain answers no, i was shot in the dark yeah uh, i have fucking no clue uh 2500 what did you say erica Seven thousand. shane you said five thousand. Twenty five hundred. shane was the closest it is around four thousand three hundred tim horton stores oh, wow. in all of canada wow yeah man pretty cool but anyway Fun, fun trip, fun game. But as part of this crawl, uh, I drank a mocha latte. So oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? When in Rome, that's what newbies do when they don't drink coffee. They just drink something that kind of tastes like hot it's like chocolate. a hot chocolate, it's, but yeah, with like a shitty chocolate. taint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, See, I worked at a coffee shop in in Westdale, Hamilton, and I didn't drink coffee at the time, even though it was just kind of crazy because I love coffee now, and I had to be there at like six a.m. And the the drink that got me on board with coffee was like a mocha latte because mm. it's mostly sugar. It's mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. but I was jacked. I mm. felt it. It's real. Like when people talk about like the uh, the coffee kick, mm-hmm. which I haven't I haven't drank coffee in twenty years. I was like, it hit me, man. Do you, actually I know a good uh, coffee uh, trivia or it's kind of a factoid. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hit me. Um, Don't just tell us. They'll let us guess. Uh, well, okay. Well, you're not going to know the answer. Probably, then just but, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call it Cup of Joe? Cup of Joe. Oh. I'm getting a cup of Joe. Why do they call it a cup of joe? I feel like I've heard this before. I might have told it to you at a, at a party. It's one of my favorite party tricks. I, I, I'm going to pass. It's not a trick. It's not a trick We could be here forever trying to figure this out. It's, it's, it's a tough one, but but when I tell it to you, you go, oh, that's so Give me a hint. Uh, it has to do with uh, wartime. Okay, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with that. So basically, the Allies in World War II were all hanging out, and they all had their rations, and the Brits would drink a cuppa, a cup of tea, because that was in their ration pack, mm. the GI Joes, Americans would would have coffee in their ration pack. Oh. The Brits were having a cuppa, the GI Joes having a cup of Joe, because mm. they're GI Joes. Yeah, because they're uh, yeah, because they're drink, cool. Because they're drinking coffee. I love that. I love that fact. This has been very educational. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more question I had, Max. You've mentioned uh, waking up in the morning and being in bed and how much you love it. Mm. Are you not even being in bed, just going down, making the coffee, puttering, puttering. as puttering. Uh, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos likes to do? Uh, my question for you guys is: Are you guys the sort of people that make your bed after you get out of it in the morning? Oh, this is a no. good one. You so so Erica, you you get out of bed in the morning and then it's just you leave it the way it is. Yeah, unless I have the time. But like on an average weekday, no, I don't make my bed. Shaney? I love a messy bed. <laughs> a messy bed? I'm obsessed with it. I, <laughs> it, I feel so cool. I love when there's just like a bunch of like, even like <laughs> like stuffed animals. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with stuffed animals. <laughs> and I had them way too late till I was like 14. <laughs> and I remember once I had a, a, a friend over at my house. He'd never been there before. And he went in my room and there was stuffed animals <laughs> on the bed. And he just started pissing his pants laughing. He couldn't believe it. Aww. And that day, I put them all in garbage bags. I'm like, Aww. yeah, I'm way too old. Like, he's right. Like, I shouldn't have them. <laughs> but I love a messy bed. Makes me feel so comfortable and cozy. Mm. And I hate bed Nazis. 
Mm. Like I had a, a girlfriend who was very like the bed had to be like perfectly tight and I just hated it. And there'd be like arguments about it. Mm. And Alex is now I told Alex this when we first started dating. Just, she was like, oh, I am not a, a bed Nazi at all. And she turns out she kind of is. <laughs> but she just took the one time. of those first date. Yeah, lies. she's revealing herself now to be particular <laughs> about how the everything is on the bed. And right. I hate it. And I've, I've told her I will not touch those sheets. You have to do it all. I hate it. Um, fair enough. Are you Mike? I, I am. I'm a bed maker. Oh, I'm you not, are. I'm, oh, my God. 100%. I'm not a bed Nazi. Like, I've never at once asked Danica to make the bed. I don't, like, uh, it's a responsibility. Okay, so I've tried to figure out why I make my bed. And on it, like, the thing I can think of, the psychology behind it is, when I was in, like, middle school, high school, I felt like I just didn't have a lot of control yes, over things. Yes, that's it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. so I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, my, some some of the elements of my family life are a little tumultuous. I'm like, my room is my one place that I can control. And the thing about making my bed in the morning, so I would wake up and I would make my bed. When I would get home from school, coming home and seeing a made bed just represented order to me, or at mm. least just and made like me feel room. calm. Yeah, very calm. Just I just needed to be tidy. So when I came home from school, I was like. Ah, this is the one thing I can affect. Mm-hmm. It, I've carried it through my whole life. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I make my bed. And then when I'm puttering around, showering, listening to a pod or whatever, I just like when I look at the bed, it's made. And I, uh, the opposite of Shane, I can't stand looking at a messy bed <laughs> for me. But mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want Danica to make it. I'll do it. I actually enjoy doing it. And I, I'm not tightening sheets or anything. I, I actually hate like when hotels are too tight or the bed's tucked, the, mm-hmm. the comforter's tucked into the bottom. I ain't about that life. It just needs to look a certain way and now I've been doing it for two decades or more so I'm just like whatever a lot of gurus uh, give that advice like really? online and stuff they say like Jordan Peterson that's his big thing too like uh, make your bed because it's showing that you accomplish something during mm. the day so it's like you've already accomplished something before the day's even really begun and it just gets your head in that good uh, prideful mm, way yeah do you Max uh, it doesn't come naturally to me but I've started to see the light. I think Lauren likes, uh, she's not a bed Nazi, but uh, sometimes I'll do it just to make her happy because I know she likes it, kind of an orderly room as well, similar to Mike. And when she comes home, just having like a, a tidy place is, is happy and uh, helps her sort of organize her life in a better way. Like she, like she likes to like have things clean so when she wakes up that it's like, oh, it's, everything's ready and presentable. Tidy is amazing. I love yeah. tidy. And I'm not, I like as anybody who follows our friend Dan Hamilton on Instagram will know that like I go to Dan Hamilton's place and just like throw all my shit everywhere. I'm a bit of a tornado. So it doesn't come naturally to me, but I do appreciate it when it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this has been fun. You know, I got to say, uh, you know, we've been doing these uh, shows lately with our Kells. And, and I love, love, love when people go, hey, big pod fan, big pod. Mm-hmm. Even like the other night on stage uh, in St. Catharines, we were like, like, it was at the end of the show. And I was just like, kind of waving goodbye to people. And some guy in the front row was like, love the pod. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really, really love it. And, um, and I was thinking, it was funny yesterday. I was just thinking about this kind of conversation. I texted you guys. I was like, guys, I love the pod. And then you said, I love day drinking, Max. <laughs> I was not drunk. I truly love it. Yeah, Max out of nowhere just goes, I just love doing the pod, guys, to our pod group. And I was like, what prompted this? And he's like, nothing. Well, then, well, then, then you went, I just love it and I want to do it forever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then she goes, I also love the pod and I love day drinking Max. Yeah, he assumed like, you were hammered. Yeah, yeah, it was like three in the afternoon. I was not drunk at all. Um, but but I, these kind of conversations, I think, are are as good as any sort of topic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, just where we just get better. Yeah, maybe even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so organic. We, we should yeah. do an episode coming up with no topics. With no See where it goes. Well, this is, well, I didn't prep you guys about what's your favorite time of the day or, you know, what's, uh, what, what, how should you defeat the winter blues? But we fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, how, how long have we been going for? Oh, 
uh, 40 minutes. Okay, maybe Dang. do one topic and then taste buds and then get the fuck out. You guys go to Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. All right. So, guys, you get to choose between the topics. Actually, Max, you're the producer. You choose between the two. Well, there's there's two topics. Yeah, we got uh, we got the uh, <laughs> the New York Times story about these people on uh, Instagram busting fake rich people. Yeah, and then we also have the new Sonic trailer, and we talked about Sonic in the past because it was a bit of a of a da- Shane, disaster. What do you want to do? What's, what's more, I think these are both up your alley. So you tell. Well, we can you just want. quickly Sonic's such an easy one. Just do we like the new trailer, or the look of Sonic, and then we can just move on. Sure. Yeah. So for our listeners, uh, Sonic came out. The trailer was supposed to come out, I believe, in 2019, uh, but Sonic fans, gamers, they thought the look was so bad that the CGI people had messed it up so badly that the backlash was immense and quick and the studio was like, fuck it, pull it, let's redo all of the animation, let's redesign Sonic. Took them a while, that was probably what, like six months ago? I can't Mm -hmm. remember, we talked about it on this podcast. Uh, The new trailer dropped yesterday and it would seem that fans love the new look. They're like, apology accepted, can't wait for this movie to come out in February or whatever it is. Uh, Shane, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the new trailer looks good. And looks like Sonic. It looks like Sonic, and the the trailer seems much much better now. And I, I kind of think of uh, the old Simpsons when Simpsons first came out. The first season looked a little different. Mm-hmm. The voices were a little different. Like Homer used to be like, "We must have the worst family on the block." Yeah, and he didn't talk like himself. Mm-hmm. And you think, "Oh, what's the big deal? Who cares? It's just the same jokes, just slightly different voice. Looks a little bit different." But it makes the biggest difference. Like the movie Her, like Spike Jones had to recast the voice of the phone to Scarlett Johansson and was originally another actress. But, yeah, but isn't this the kind of thing that normally gets covered in focus groups though? Like what is interesting to me, like is this setting a precedent for if any like fan community like doesn't like something that they're just going to like make the studio. And also, also sometimes fan communities don't necessarily have the right answer. I mean, in this case they seem to have had the right this answer. This movie was made for the fans though. Mm, okay. Like, were you going to go see Sonic? No. So then, so then, in some no, ways... No, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but, but, like, I agree with what you're saying, and I think it's an interesting example of, you know, sometimes when you listen, you know, Too Many Chefs or whatever, it's like, it's like if you listen to the, 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 the masses and you sort of change course, sometimes that can be for the worse, meaning you, you, you end up compromising and you end up with something that's not mm-hmm. successful anyway. This seems like an example where they were like, we've heard you. We're going to correct it. They made it better. And now the movie's probably going to be... Like, it's almost like they got more goodwill with their fan base and sort of the yeah. people they're talking to. Yeah, no, I, I, you think you're right. I think it totally worked in this example. But it's just like... I was, I was hanging with Matt Forkman last night and he brought up a good point where he's like, a lot of times the people, the things that people think they want aren't actually good or going to be successful. So it's like the new Terminator movie, which I think is really failing, right? It's failing, but it's, it's, it's well-reviewed. Okay, it's well reviewed, but it's failing. But, but it's nobody like, had an appetite for it. Yeah, well, I I think he he said, well, they probably would have tested it, and they probably asked audiences, do you want to see like an old, do you want to see Arnold back? I'm like, yeah. It's like, what if we like made one of the other action heroes like an older lady, maybe put a spin on like what you know an action hero looks like? Okay, sounds cool. But like, but no one actually is going to the movies to see it. So I just think that there's like, mm-hmm. it's interesting that like it doesn't always work. Depends what the comments are too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you get a YouTube comment, and if it's mean but it's accurate, uh-huh. it really hurts. Mm-hmm. But if it's just bullshit, like, you suck, yeah. it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. So I think they heard the comments about Sonic not looking right, and then they looked at it. They're like, they're right. This looks shitty. That's mm-hmm. so funny that it would have passed so many tests. That, that's the thing that fascinates me. Is it's that unbelievable. It's, that it's like they've spent years and years making it, and I'm sure they market tested with so many people, and then they put it out, and it's still like, oh, no one gets, everyone hates this. Yeah. Is there an example of a piece of art? that you guys that that came out 
that everyone was like, what the fuck is this? And it turned out to be terrible that you wish they had revisited before it came out. <clears throat> well, I mean, I think Lost is one of the most disappointing television shows ever. And, you know, because they, I don't think they had like a strong vision necessarily. Uh, but I, I don't know how you affect that. Right? Yeah, yeah, but even like it lost the thread in the last couple seasons. That being said, like, are you talking specifically about seeing like a trailer and yeah, then like, like, like how it's hard to affect something after it's made though? Yeah, this isn't ex- this only exists because it's CGI. You actually can get a whole team of people to redo it. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking about like, or I mean, obviously the thing that happened with all the money in the world where they replaced Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer. Mm, yeah, they probably, actually just reshot those scenes before a movie act like came out. That was know? probably a wise decision because Kevin Spacey is a pariah now. Um, well, the movie can continue living without having like. A, the taint of Kevin Spacey. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, the, when Michael Bay redid Ninja Turtles with CGI instead of the real foam faces, that kind of bothered me. Mm. And do you think that movie suffered as a result? I didn't see it. Mm. Did, did, did it do well? I don't know. I would have seen it had they had the foam masks, though. Mm. So you should have started an online petition. To nah, get I don't give a shit that much. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, rich people. Rich it. people. Yeah. Moving on to the second topic. So anyway... Sonic people seems like they did the Good right for thing. You guys. There you go. Hey. Oh, also, uh, dude who does the voice for Sonic is uh, Schwartz. No, yeah, Jason Schwartzman. No, no, uh, Middle Edition Schwartz. Oh, the guy from uh, uh, Silicon Valley. No, the other guy. So there's there's Middle Ditch, Thomas Middle Ditch. Oh, from the Silicon other dude, Valley. Ben Schwartz. Is it ben, ben Schwartz. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he he's the voice. So I'm happy for him because I saw him perform at the Danforth. See the guy from The Office. No, he is on um, Parks and Rec, though. He's uh, Alfonso, or it's not, that's not his name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you talked about seeing their show, though. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're very, all very talented. Improv, right? Improv comedians, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this is an interesting story. The New York Times reports, on the internet, no one knows you're rich except this account. It's easy to look successful on the Instagram. Now, getting caught is easy, too. So in February, an Instagram account called at Busters cropped up and began wreaking havoc on the flashy Instagram entrepreneur community. Its goal? To expose phony entrepreneurs using a mix of screenshotted receipts, memes, and crowdsourced uh, crowdsourced information from followers. Uh, The account seeks out people who don't, and then this is in quotes, act their wage. So whatever it is about this account, they're already like thought about a lot of like uh, hooky sort of like sayings like baller busters is interesting because people are acting like ballers. Uh, Act your wage is a fascinating sort of thing. I've never heard that little tag before, which is somewhat clever. Um, It's an interesting piece. You can read the article. But uh, yeah, what what are our thoughts? Is this is this more about the fact that this account is like sort of uh, holding people to account? Or is it that people are misrepresenting themselves on the Internet? It's an example like libertarians, you know, saying the market will correct itself. And when there's a bunch of uh, bullshit artists uh, participating in the market, something like this crops up. That's capitalism or whatever the fuck. And I think it's good. If the government's not getting involved with these fraudsters, this Instagram account is. Do you act your wage? I don't know. What do you think my wage looks like on our Instagram account? I do, do, do we seem particularly opulent? I think I would guess you had a million bucks in the bank. Based on our Instagram account, yeah, really, well, yeah. I, all I mean, your your arenas. account is always yeah. just playing to so many people, and like it's you behind the scenes. Like, look at these guys working for me. Oh, uh, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, no, but the, but I feel like there's also a lot of the, the, you mean you're, we're having this conversation in the middle of a Canadian tour where the shows are bigger, but there's also yeah. like a lot of other posts of us like at a truck stop in the UK or, or playing club shows other other places which aren't the, the biggest look either. So I, I think if you're looking closer, I feel, I feel like it's... I mean, everybody puts a 
turn a certain like sort of spin on their Instagram account. Yeah. But I think I think we're pretty honest. But you're right. I mean, occasionally it's like we do sort of. Show but I mean, you bit. do let people behind the scenes yeah. of your your huge shows. Yeah, you'll be rehearsing with like fifteen band members and. Yeah, like it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and then if you are showing like I slept in a hostel tonight, it's like you being like humble, mm. you know. Yeah, but not untrue. Do you no, know no, I, mean? yeah. I don't think you're being phony. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying your presence. Mm. You show the really great things, yeah. and then you'll show the more uh, average things. Yeah, so that feels representative. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I'm a million. But actually, it's to your point, people I feel like generally have like no clue as to like what we make or what and i don't yeah. totally know what we make either but no i i'm just like are the bills getting paid cool like do i owe anybody money no cool that's sort of yeah, like what yeah. i think about but people will either people come up to us and either go one of two things they'll go you must be like a millionaire like a multi-millionaire which is not true or they'll go so do you guys have part-time jobs like do you guys have like <laughs> other jobs to sort of like pay the bills and stuff like that but there's like no middle ground when people what do you prefer um I don't know what I prefer. Both are kind of make me go, huh? <laughs> you know? Right. But uh, anyway, back to the... Sure. Let's not make this about me. What else do you think about this? Uh, well, I guess this, well, to Shane's point, do like I guess the question is for the four of us that are on social media presence, does it seem that like we're misrepresenting, I guess, our, our whatever our, our, our level of life is? The way that... I mean, now, this, this account uh, that is calling people out, they're specifically targeting accounts that uh, are trying to be like um, self-help or yeah. like... Uh, they're trying to sell services to other... Like, it's like, I'm 22 and I have a Ferrari and I own this mansion. So if you want to know how to do it, get in contact with me and you can take courses. They're saying, actually... That's an Airbnb, the mansion that he rented out. The Ferrari's not his. Yeah. And they're exposing them for sort of misrepresenting their situation. Yeah. So we're saying, do we like that? Yeah, do we like the fact that there's a watchdog that does this for the rest of us? I do, yes. Yeah. It's very enjoyable. I guess the only negative would be if they targeted somebody. Like, if they, I mean, I don't know how you could ruin someone who was being honest. Do you know what I mean? Like, so... What's the what's the downfall? Like if they got it wrong, but if you read the piece, they talk about how like uh, they consider themselves journalists uh, and mm, that they yeah. have certain standards and ethics by going after these people. They're investigative journalists, so that when they're <laughs> sort of exposing these frauds, they're saying that there's a certain level and standard of uh, research that goes into it before they put someone on blast. Yeah, I just think the, the internet is like the wild west right now, and there needs to be like watchdogs like this holding people accountable for like misinformation because there's the fcc when it comes to television right and radio right when it comes to like how you can't be misreporting things or spreading like propaganda that like governing bodies like like, advertising regulators because i think there's a lot the internet can be a dangerous place and there's a lot of kids out there that are very easily tricked and um and and when there's all these instagram accounts that look so shiny and bright that, that have that level of influence on kids that like and and these kids might be like paying money and losing their own life savings to get this advice that will never actually work from some fraudster. I like that. I think there needs to be a watch, uh, well, someone, someone like that. Keeping l- let's say check. the guy does have a real Ferrari and he does have a real mansion that he's in. Maybe he didn't get that mansion and that Ferrari from his business advice he's giving to you. He got it from saying he's going to give you business advice and he's made all that money from just scamming you so fake it till you make it kind of thing no i'm saying it's legit but the way he got his money (laughs) isn't through actual advice it's through telling people he's giving you actual advice well his advice should be my advice is to scam other people (laughs) yeah here's how you start a successful 
scamming Sc- operation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if, if the advice is honest advice and, the, and that advice is you should scam people, then fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's like some other bullshit advice, then no. Right. Yeah. Do you Eric? show your wage, Erica? Act your wage, I mean? Like, I think so. Uh, like, Instagram's obviously a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't have many means of uh, making my life look too much more glamorous than it really is. So, it's usually just pics from a pub or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think there's something that happens where it's, like, some people on Instagram, like, use a pretty popular account. It's, like, it's, like, it, it's the kind of content you sh- If you share, like, if you're flaunting yourself constantly, it's like, I'm on a private jet, I'm going to the Super Bowl, or I'm doing something. It's, like, if that's the kind of account that you have, mm-hmm. I think people, are, that kind of makes people feel like, oh, like, man, it's, like, that person has a really good life. There's something that feels really good about exposing mm-hmm. the artifice of it if it's fake. Because then they're, like, actually, you're a fucking liar, and that's not it. And, like, why are you even doing any of this so that people, you know, all that stuff. So there's, like, kind of this weird, like, um... What's that word like, Schadenfreude or whatever? Like mm. you enjoy watching sort of it be exposed for the the fallacy that it is because you're already going like, who lives that good of a life? You know what I mean? If it's mm-hmm. not somebody famous, let's mm. say. But yeah, like my 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 sort of use of social media, I think is pretty honest. Like anything, like like we do do some cool things. Like if I got awesome seats at a Raptors game, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it on the Instagram story. But I got awesome seats at a Raptors game. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Jimmy. Yeah, it's Jimmy, my boy Shout Jimmy. <laughs> but it's yeah. What were you going to say, Shani? What, do you, what is the psychology, you think? Because anytime we're in doing something very cool, it almost doesn't feel real if we don't post at least a little snippet of it. Great question. Why do we want to do that? It's a great question. Is it to make people jealous? I, it's sort of to celebrate your own wins. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary to make people feel jealous, but just as like a little update on your life that yeah. things are going okay. Yeah, to show people like, oh, I, I'm kind of doing all yeah, right, right? Yeah, I really admire people who, who don't participate in any of that, like mm-hmm. Matt Savelli or something like that, like who doesn't have Instagram. Matt Savelli's our, our good friend. He's a professor at McMaster. But just like the instinct to pull out your phone is just not a thing for him. Yeah, but yep. what's he going to post? No. Oh, oh man, God. he's in the cafeteria today at McMaster? <laughs> no, but, but Matt travels all the time. I'm yeah, kidding. I'm obviously kidding. <laughs> Love Professor Savelli. Uh, and it is kind of a point of pride not to. It's like reverse spotlight on you. Yeah. To not post. Well, because you to get the accolades post. for yeah. setting it out. And then there's the mystery about you. It's like, what do they exactly. really do? I mean, what that, are they up to? That's a cynical to? way to look at it, though. I mean, also, Savelli's just like, I just don't give a shit. I just simply don't care and carry on. Yeah, that that is kind of admirable, I think. Yeah. It's different these days. Right, but I mean, that's that's just a disposition. How come his is admirable, but the other one isn't? Well, because it's not seeking out sort of any sort of acclaim or eyeballs. It's just him caring about his day, doing stuff. Right, so that's his personality. Yeah. I just, so I, I guess it's he's very humble, and being humble is considered to be admirable. I, just, just for me, I go, oh, I wish I had a little bit more of that right. sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Anything, by, by the way. giving a shit about social media yeah. or any of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. just being like, I, I, I am doing this solely for my own happiness yeah. and I'm not doing it for any bit of like ego delight mm-hmm. which which I think we could all use a little bit more of and I and I, and I appreciate when people like just do stuff and uh, and don't feel the need to post ego delight is an interesting term <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just invented it is like that it, why what were you gonna say I was just gonna say it's cool when there's like a guy who's really ripped and you look at his Instagram account but he's not shirtless in any yeah, pics I love that yeah Me that's too. very cool <laughs> You know, you can just not worth cutting you off, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was just staring into the distance, thinking about this. That is very cool. Oh man! So, um, what were you gonna say? 
I, I don't know, actually, at this point. Now I'm just picturing a ripped guy wearing a shirt <laughs> yeah. and just being, I want to know what he looks like under that shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's why ex- I don't post any that's shirtless photos. You don't photos. do shirtless photos. You're so humble. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm like the guy Shane's talking oh, about. Actually, when I was at your show last week, when you guys like ran off stage before the encore, my sister was like, oh, I think I see Max back there. Does he have really skinny legs? <laughs> that, I was, I'm insecure <laughs> about that now. Oh, oh. sorry. No, no, go ahead. But it was funny. I was like, uh, yeah, he kind of does, actually. Mm. She was like, yeah, he's <laughs> and I also I like seeing when a guy's jogging and he's not in good shape and it's hot out and he takes his shirt off. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, because it's like that guy's actually needs to take his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> and then the opposite, when a guy's he's really ripped, <laughs> when it's a really ripped guy's running and it's not really that hot out and he's, he's carrying his shirt and he's running without it. Like you wouldn't do that if you weren't in great shape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same level of heat, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. Here's a question. Do you think that it is um, – Untoward. So to Shane's point, like let's say a guy works really hard on his body. Like he's like, listen, like I actually do spend three hours a day in the gym when it, other people aren't putting that kind of effort in. So if I'm going to take a jog around the park, uh, you know, in the fall, I actually am going to take my shirt off because I, I put in I put in three hours a day. So it kind of matters to me. The same way that someone's like, I bust my ass so that I can go on a vacation to, I don't know, fucking you name it, Portugal three times a year. I'm going to post it because I work hard. This is this is part of the reward, no matter how shallow it is. The Would you call it the ego? Delight. The ego delight. Uh, <laughs> is there is there something to be said for... So that's the name of this episode, by the way. Yeah, ego delight. Okay. You put in the work, so it's like, well, what am I doing it for if I can't, uh, sh- I guess, share it in a weird way? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Also, I have, I have some sympathy for that argument, too, because you're like, oh, you know what? Someone like really, truly loves going to the gym. It's like... A part of their psychology where it's like maybe they used to be bigger and they want to get really in shape or you know it's like and then you're like but then it's like what is the line that gets crossed i feel like with all these topics that we always talk about, it's like what's the line that gets crossed where it goes from good taste to bad taste which is a good segue for an S- segment but um where it's just like okay great you like going to the gym you take pride in like being in shape and being healthy okay now you're just kind of bragging right you know it's like it's like people who are like you know I don't know what I say it, but um, <laughs> now I'm curious. Yeah. But but like like when I see a dude running and he's got like ripped, right? I'm like, huh, it'd be awesome to have that body. But I also know I'm not going to change my eating habits or spend three hours a day in the gym. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. So I'm like, you know what? Take your shirt off. You've earned it. And I will keep my sweater on and eat some Snickers bites and watch fucking basketball. And we'll high five each other on the way. And, you know, yeah. and, and you know, I don't feel as good about myself, but I feel comfortable with where I'm at. In, in that respect, you don't feel as good about yourself. There's probably other ways you feel much better about yourself. Uh, absolutely. You Let's say, like, just I say kill- naturally beautiful men or women. <laughs> And you go to, the, like, they don't work out a lot, anything. They just have a beautiful face. And you go to their Instagram, and it's all selfies. Right. Mm. Can we not like that? Uh, I'm see, less see, inclined to like that because <laughs> much like anything, it's like, well, what did you really well, do? Well, this is the thing. It's like you just tell when someone is so pleased with their face. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when someone's, like, just posting selfies, it's just like, I can just tell you love your yeah. face. <laughs> So fucking much that you cannot help yourself but post a selfie every fucking yep. day. And the thing is, it's like everybody has the feeling when they look at themselves. And I think most people do. We go, oh, my face is actually okay. You know what I mean? Like everybody think gets to have that feeling. But when it crosses the line where it's just like you're too, you're too happy with yourself. Yeah. Bring it back a little bit. Just pull it back a little yeah. bit. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get the ego delight down to like mm-hmm. a six. You're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. rocking a ten. <laughs> so, uh, but a guy like Myers, right? We talk about Mark, yeah. Mark Myers a lot, co-director of uh, Knocking at the Door video. Yeah, he's yeah. a very handsome guy. Do you think he gets bonus points for not posting a shit ton of selfies of himself? All the time? See, I know your psychology with Myers, where he he knows he's hot, 
And so he thinks by not posting, it's like him going, I'm just modest Mark. <laughs> but he, he does have a little bit of modesty. I do think everyone's fake in some extent. Yeah. Everyone's a hypocrite. Every, everything's, everyone's everything. But one day a year, Mark will let his guard down. And it's on his birthday. And it's always like this perfect portrait of his face. The and eyes he, are just popping a little more. Yeah. Do you think he touches it up? No, I, I he do, doesn't need to. He doesn't touch it up, but he will put. Sometimes it'll be black and white, mm. you know. Mm. But he'll be like, "This is 30, <laughs> 31, 32. and it's just yeah, like, you're like the hottest guy. Yeah, it's ever. just like his face, you know. This is 30. like I would never do that. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, but if I if I was him, I might. You know? Also, I, I I should note that like I have the um, the privilege of part of my job is I think to a degree trying to like look hot on instagram yeah. <laughs> where it's like i i i, I can score full-time job for max <laughs> no, 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 no. i can what do you mean you don't have a regular job well, well, this sounds like hard work listen like any any other so normal what do you do? joe any other i have a lot of jobs actually <laughs> i do many many things in addition well, then, to my that. point is it's easy for me to scold any other normal joe who just like posting like hot photos of themselves I'm like oh get over yourself but like, if I do it, I'm like, hey, look, it's part of it's part of the band's yeah. brand. Yeah, I've got, got to look good for the gram. <laughs> you're you're literally peacocking with st- rainbow streamers <laughs> yeah. coming oh, in, cowboy yeah. in front of thousands of people. Yeah. It's like I don't get why people have the need to post photos of themselves that are aggrandizing. <laughs> and then he's like, just another show, classic Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, I really do have my cake and can can eat it too. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good setup. All right, taste buds. All right, guys, this is our Taste Buds segment in partnership with Jameson. We will be discussing a single subject, debating if it's in good taste or in poor taste, because, like we say on this pod, good things come in threes. Jameson, Ginger, and Lime, and podcast hosts. All three of us will weigh in with three unique opinions that suit our tastes. Guys, today we are talking about conversations in a cab, a ride share with your driver. Mm-hmm. Good taste, poor taste. What are you guys thinking? Well, it depends on the conversation, <laughs> but but a conversation I hate that opens up is if they say, "Where do you? Uh, where are we going?" I'm like, what? Isn't that on the the, <laughs> on the app, app that we're using? Uh-huh. And I hate when that thing isn't working, and I have to explain because I'm very bad at directions. Mm. But I do love, and I do not ask this anymore because it's been so publicly shamed. I love asking, uh, "How long have you been working for Uber?" Or sorry, "How long have you been driving for?" Yeah. Or doing this. I oh, love that question. I love that question too. And also, I think um, another thing which I feel publicly bad about, but I don't think in real life anybody feels bad about it, when you ask, what is your, do you do this full time or do you have another job? Because I always love, 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 love knowing what the, their other gig is. And you get a whole variety of answers. The, the, my most recent ride, I asked the fella what he does and he picks uh, produce for Walmart at the food terminal. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that. And then I was at Walmart the other day buying some produce. And I was like, my guy probably picked this, you know, apple that I'm about to buy. Okay, so he's doing this very, like, probably, like, hard work. He's really hustling in life. Do you get embarrassed when he asks what you do? Uh, yeah, uh, professional hot guy <laughs> on Instagram. That's my uh, side gig. <laughs> Here, take a look at this Instagram post. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to good. drive, sir. Check yeah. out the likes. <laughs> Um, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, here's the thing. I wouldn't start a conversation. I'm always like, you pleasant, you get in, whether it's hailing a cab or a ride share. It's like, Hey, how's it going? 
Good. And then I'll probably start looking at my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if they initiate, I'm totally game to talk. Like, I, I don't mind. I like the conversation. I like talking to people. I feel like I can learn a little something. Like, some people I know, once the conversation starts, they're like, I think the I'm rule. This, you know? I think the rule to make it good taste is the customer has to initiate the conversation, mm-hmm. and then and and it doesn't mean necessarily mean the driver has to reciprocate. The driver can give kind of short answers and kind of put a uh, plug in it. But if the driver starts gabbing your ear off and does, isn't getting a clue, that's in bad taste. Because sometimes people just want a moment to relax and close their eyes, take a little nap, if you're me sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, or look at their phone or have to be on a phone call and to feel obliged to make conversation, I think can be burdensome. But I think uh, both parties feeling it out in a socially appropriate way is the move. Is it rude of me sometimes I come into the uh the ride share and I, I just say hello but I'm wearing headphones mm. is that rude no but you're setting a tone you're setting a tone yeah. which you're pleasant fine. and then it's like don't this mm-hmm. is the end of our interaction and I did somehow I one day it popped up it was like to uh, I could say what I wanted to happen in the ride share and I said no talking ah you did that yeah but I just I just put, I would I feel guilty I, to do that I, I wasn't would, even really thinking oof. It yeah. just popped up, and I, I was trying to exit out, but I, I hit no talking. I don't know how to change it because I, I honestly don't mind talking. Mm. But then the one day, the guy was talking to me. Even though you like, requested I was like, that's weird. I didn't really want to request it, but I did, and now you're breaking that rule. <laughs> so I was like, that's rude. Yeah, I do think the rules – it's weird to hit don't talk, but also I think boundaries are like helpful for everybody. Read the situation. I could never hit the don't talk. Uh, the, I you, couldn't do it mm-hmm. because I would just – I don't know if the person can see it. I don't. I just don't want to be in a situation where they think I'm the sort of person that was like, I don't – I actively making a choice to not talk to you and I'm hitting this button. I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd be too disliked. I, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to get off on the wrong foot. It's funny too that you guys ask uh, either is this your only gig or Shane, how long you've been doing this. I don't ever – I won't I, – if it goes there, I'll end up getting that conversation. My – First question always, like if we're in like a pleasant sort of back and forth, feeling each other out, is always a uh, busy night. And then mostly I just talk about how the night's been. Mm-hmm. And they're allowed to be like, oh, just start in the shift or it's early or like. And then if it's like a Saturday, I'm like, when does it get like crazy? When's peak? You know, and then they'll, they'll, I kind of do that more process. I go for, for the that job a lot too. Yeah. The other reason why I love asking if they have another gig is it's an opportunity to speak to someone and have kind of an intimate moment. Uh, with someone who you don't typically get to interact with because I feel like we're all in our own little bubbles and all in our little sort of communities that we come from. And so I was in a cab, an Uber in Columbus, Ohio, maybe about a month ago. And the driver had like a thick, I want to say African sounding accent. And we got Chad and he was a very interesting guy because he had the country, the, like the country music station on and he was singing along to every word in his thick African accent. I was like, this is just really interesting. Yeah. And and I, and like and so I asked him you know how long he's and the other thing is like you don't want to say you know how long have you been here for just to assume like oh you don't think I was born here because that's not what I but I was just truly interested in his story. Yeah, anyway, it was just it was a delightful conversation and I asked him like when did you are are you into country music? Uh, I'm not particularly in country country music, but this guy is and he he was like, "Oh, I love country music. I started listening to it cuz one of my writers Put it on. I was like, oh, I think I love this music. I was like, oh, this is such a charming story. It's something I would never have got in any other part of my life. And I was so happy to share this moment with kind of a stranger. So it can lead to good things. Yeah, so I think it can lead to good things. But if I'm tired, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> Do you know your rideshare rating? Oh, 
Oh, are we all going to compare ratings? Yeah. Well, I, I bring up the topic because I know I have a very good He rating. always does this. Yeah. This, this, is his, <laughs> this is his party trick. Let's see what but I did, my rating just it went down. And Ooh. I'm very suspicious of what happened. My, I'll start because I've probably got the lowest. Uh, Mike's rideshare rating is a 4.78. I'm a 4.8. So just, just a little ahead of you. Only two, two head. What are you, Erica? Before we get oh, to the, the big Erica fish over here. Erica's a be- belligerent drunk. Um, <laughs> so I, I will not be surprised if her rating is like 3.7 or some shit. Like I've been in Ubers with Erica where she's just unbearable. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. And you probably take Ubers mostly when you are drinking too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, ooh, 4.71. Oh, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it would be, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, why do you think your rating is lower? We'll get to mine, but... Sure. I think that... Because I'll say that, like, if you... I would say 85% of the time, I am chatting, delight, they lo- they love me. <laughs> but then 15% of the time, if, like, I need to really be somewhere, and I feel like they are not taking the right route i'll mm. be like why did you go on that street and they'll be like well the app told me to go on that street i'm like yeah but clearly you could just go up here like i know what the computer said but like you're getting frozen or another thing that happens is they'll say oh it'll be out front in two minutes and then it takes like 12 minutes mm. but because i needed to be somewhere and really it's my fault i left it late i'll just be short i'm never like i'm never like mean i would never like yell at a, a driver or anything like that but i'll just be like <sighs> A little yeah. bit of that. Mm-hmm. And so then I think that that sometimes gives them like a, yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. That, that's all I can chalk it up to. I've never had a bad experience in an Uber or a ride share. So. Uh, that is, that's such an instinct where you you got to check yourself uh, whenever you're dealing with someone sort of in the service industry when you get a little petulant. I got petulant the other night. Uh, and then as soon as it happened, I, I, I was trying to uh, buy some like uh, a drink at the – uh, the hotel lobby, just like some soda water before I went to bed and they wouldn't, it was cash only. And then, so I had to go back to my room. I said, just put it on the room. And he said, it can't do it cash only right now. And I was like, and I could have tapped with my card and I was just like, just kind of give him a day. And I was like, you know, this poor guy is working. It's like three in the morning. He's working like a holiday Inn. it's like, does he really? And also he had been putting up with like a hockey team, had like a lobby party, like a bunch of 45 year old dads at their like weekend hockey tournament (laughs) had been partying until about three in the morning in his lobby and he was just getting shit from them all night. And then I gave him shit and I was like, Oh, I feel so bad for doing that. So you gotta, did you end up getting the money and coming back? You know, I got, I got the money and then I tipped him. I, I I got like um, some chips and a soda water and it was like seven bucks. I just gave him the 10 and I told him to keep it. Nice. Was the water to your satisfaction? It was soda water, so it was good. Right. Yeah, it was you good. call these bubbles? <laughs> <laughs> Give me my tip back. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I, we're dying to know what is Shane's rating. Anyone want to venture a guess? I'm going to say four point nine. It was four point nine five, but I've been bumped down somehow to four point nine four. Who are you? Who are you blaming this on? Alex? Was she in an Uber with you? And she, she was acting out. No, I think a guy was wanting to be chatty. He saw that I marked do not talk to me. Mm. He didn't like it. Mm, or enough. I walked in with my headphones. That's why I was paranoid about that. Mm. Right. You really pride yourself on that rating. Yeah, I'm very polite. And if a guy's going the wrong way, I will go the wrong way for 10 minutes and not say shit. 